Blog Talk Radio. Right voice. And uh, 
Gibson, I love that song. You are an overcomer. That's like the perfect song for what we have going on tonight and what we're going to be talking about. But before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, let me give you the call-in number. The call-in number is 646-200-3715. Again, that's 646-200-3715. And as always, I would love to hear from you, particularly tonight with this particular show. Uh, Let me remind you, though, that uh, we are on social media. The Right Voice is on social media, and I would love for you to show us some love. We, uh, we're on Facebook. We're called The Right Voice Radio on Facebook. If you have not liked us over there, what are you waiting for? All right? Get on it. Get on it. The Right Voice Radio. And we're also on Twitter, and our handle is at The Right Voice One. Again, that's at The Right Voice One on Twitter. So, I need you to show us some love and keep up with what's going on on the Right Voice Radio. So, uh, listen, this uh, this is an interesting show. This is an interesting broadcast tonight. Actually, it's been that way. The last few, um, the last couple of weeks, obviously, we've been focusing on politics because, you know, that's, that's kind of in my blood. So I do that. But I've been really kind of, as I have expressed, a little tired of it all, a little, little fed up with all the politics and the infighting and all that. And I just felt like we needed some more positivity. And so I have tried to outweigh some, uh, outweigh the, the politics with the more positive motivational messages. And so two weeks ago, I shared my motivational message called Raise Your Expectations. If you have not heard that, you need to hear that. It's short it's powerful. It gives some keys to raising your expectations. And then last week I shared uh, something called possessing your promise, uh, tools to possessing your promise, actually. And so that was last week. You can go to www.blogtalkradio slash the right voice and you'll see a list of all the shows, all the broadcasts, and you can check check that out. All right. So um, I'm going to dive. I'm going to dive in. All right. We're going to dive in with what we have on the table tonight because I already have my guest. I see that my guest is with me, and uh, I, you know, this week is a special week. This is Teacher Appreciation Week, and if you didn't know, you know, well, let uh, let me tell you. Okay. Um, it's a special week. And I, of course, those of you who know me know that I, that I taught for, for a long time. And so I understand what it, what it takes to be a teacher. But not only that, I have had growing up, I had teachers who, uh, who inspired me. And, uh, and so I think that it's worth it to take time to honor our teachers. And my first guest is affectionately called Special K. Her name is Karen. But those who know her call her Special K. You know why? Because she is, she's special. She really is. And I think as you hear from her, uh, as you hear from her tonight, you'll understand why, why I think that she's, she's special. She is a teacher and uh, from the state of New York, uh, a former colleague of mine. I've known her for many, many years. And so join me in welcoming Special K, Karen. Karen, thank you for joining me on The Right Voice. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to The Right Voice. It's a pleasure. Yes, it's so good to hear your voice, and uh, and I appreciate that, that you're here, and, and you've been listening. So 
you heard me you heard me tell everyone that that we've known each other for years and that I wanted you on for Teacher Appreciation Week and I wanted you on because I have worked with you. So I know what kind of teacher you are. I know that you are a good teacher. And I don't I don't want to embarrass you and I don't want to make you know but I do want to throw that out there because we need good teachers and it's, I've, I've seen your passion. I've seen your relationship with kids, and, and, and those things are commendable and rare. And so, first of all, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Well, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you and, very uh, much. I, yeah, and so we only have a few minutes, and so I want to jump into some things really quickly. I want to talk a little bit about your background, and then I want to talk a little bit about about where you think education is now and, and how it pertains to you. So, first of all, what point, Karen, did you realize that you wanted to be a teacher? But, but even before you do that, tell us how long you've been teaching, that kind of thing, anything you want to say by way of introduction, and then when did you realize you wanted to be a teacher? Okay. Um, I have been in the classroom. This is my 20th year in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out um, – teaching right out, of, uh, right out of graduate school, but it was uh, after I earned my bachelor's degree in biology that I, I didn't really have a lot of direction. I had a bachelor's degree in biology. I had no money. I wasn't sure <laughs> where I needed to go, but I knew I needed to go to graduate school to do something. Right. And, uh, so I moved back home uh, with, with my dad and, and was kind of in my hometown, and I got a job working at the local BOCES. I don't know if you're, all your listeners are familiar with BOCES. It's kind of like a... <laughs> you know, a school that that helps a lot of other schools, and they needed a tutor. So mm-hmm. I started tutoring there just to make some money and, um, you know, maybe get some ideas together, and I really, really enjoyed it. I was tutoring at-risk students um, in a, um, a mentoring program, and I had to tutor them, and I, we also mentored them and gave them some career skills and things like that. These were high school students, and I really enjoyed it, and I realized, you know, maybe this is something that I could make a career out of, and I did that for a year, and then, unfortunately, the program got cut, and I decided it was, Okay, it was time. I earned some money. It's time to go back to graduate school. So <laughs> then I earned my um, my master's in secondary education. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you teach? I teach you science. Teach, mm-hmm. And I tell teach, us uh, what, what grade? I teach um, at, the, at a junior high school level. I teach seventh grade biology and eighth grade physics and chemistry. So mm-hmm. a little bit of everything as far okay, as Okay, now. Yes, and I'll say to you exactly what people always said to me whenever they hear that you're teaching at, at the junior high level. They're like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how you do it. Do you feel like that some days? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> definitely, um, you need to be a little bit patient. You need to be a little bit uh, crazy sometimes, I guess, but I, I love it. I wouldn't want to, um, I, I did teach high school my first year. I taught, uh, I taught at the high school level, and I liked mm-hmm. it, but middle school, junior high level is definitely um you know, it's definitely where my strength is. I definitely enjoy it. And every day is, is something different. And they they yeah. definitely keep you on your toes. Yes. <laughs> As you do. know. I do. And I started out, my first year was teaching high school also. And they we reconfigured uh, the, the the school, the buildings. And so I ended up, long story short, I ended up in the junior high. But when they first told me that, I was thinking, there's no way I could do those junior high kids. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you know what? I absolutely, I loved it because they're at that, they're at that crazy age. Exactly. They're also at the exactly. age where they're not afraid, they're not afraid to show that they're still excited, nope. you know. So. Nope. But let me ask you, going back again to to um, your decision to be a teacher, 
are you saying that when you were younger, you did not have an inclination to teach at that time? Maybe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I thought maybe for some reason I wanted to be a dentist. I thought dentistry was something I wanted to do. Teaching, <laughs> okay. I thought about it from time to time, but I don't know. I, for some reason, I wanted to be a dentist. I, I don't know why. And mm-hmm. um, not that dentists aren't great people, but I, I can't <laughs> remember why I wanted to do that. But, I, you know, as I went on in high school, I knew I really liked science and I enjoyed science, so I did pursue my degree, my degree in biology. And I kind of had a lot of things going through that four-year biology degree. Teaching was one of them at that point. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I was I was greatly discouraged by a lot of my professors saying, you know, you should go into dentistry, you should go into medicine, you should do this, you should do that. Uh, don't, right. don't do education. You won't make any money. There's no, you know, there's no yeah. glory in it. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of professors really did try to push me away from it at the mm-hmm. undergraduate level. So I, you right. know, when I graduated, I was like, okay, now what do I do? And um, So it wasn't something that I knew at a young age um, that I wanted to do. There was, you know, I knew going through high school, I definitely had, like you, you know, you also shared, I had some, very, very inspiring teachers. They cared for me. They were very positive with me. They nurtured me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I did think about it from time to time, but it wasn't anything I really took seriously. Like, I knew I always had to do it. I didn't have that, didn't mm-hmm. have that drive my entire life. Right. And, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up about having some, some uh, inspirational teachers. Can you remember, you don't have to name them if you don't want to. Of course, you, you, you may, but can oh, I you, would love to. Yeah. I mean, can, who are some of the teachers who really impacted your your life. And um, how? My, my very first, the the one of the best teachers I ever had was uh, her name was Mary Nicholson. She was mm-hmm. a third grade teacher, and uh, she came into my life at, at a very pivotal time. She was you know in third grade, and she was just so caring and so loving, and um, she was just a really really great lady. And you know to this day, I still whenever I see her family around town, I, you know I always mention how special she was to me. And right. uh, in high school, I was really inspired by my high school chemistry teacher Karen Walker. Mm-hmm. great lady, and um, she really inspired me and gave me the um, the drive for science and the, the uh, you know, I knew I could do science because of her, and she gave me the inspiration, and she gave me some self-confidence. And uh, mm-hmm. Nancy Randall was mm-hmm. another teacher of mine. She was an English teacher, not my best subject. I'm sorry, Miss Ross. But, um, <laughs> you know, just really a caring person. It was really there for me a lot. Um, you know, a great, great lady. Yeah. Great lady. You know, it's it's so important to have these conversations, and we need to appreciate teachers to every day, but to have these observances, because I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, you know, teachers get such a bad rap so often, you know, you know, you hear, you, sometimes I just want to yep. smack people, and they're just like, oh, you have those long <laughs> vacations, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to snatch you up, because you have no clue what you're talking about, you know, but, but you know, in that classroom, and, and in those hallways, and and all the things that you do, there are so many lives being impacted, just as you shared about people who have impacted your life, and now you're doing the same thing. And teachers who are, who are invested in their students deserve to be, to be honored. And so, um, you know, so it's so important that we, that we take the time to talk to people like you, and so, especially now, because I, I want to ask you, speaking of now, because you've done this for 20 years, you said, yeah. how... How has the profession changed over the years? You know, I think one of the biggest changes, you know, as I know you follow it, when we talk mm-hmm. about politics, is how, you know, the government, especially, you know, at our state level and in a lot of different states, they've really changed a lot of their regulations and mandates for education. And it's mm-hmm. it's really been 
it's really been tough because, you know, people at the government level really don't know what kids need. And they, they push a lot of mandates on us, be it state testing or, you know, that all students have to, you know, in New York State they say that all students have to get a Regents Diploma, which is, a, you know, a college readiness program. And it's, it's really been difficult. And they don't look at the fact that, that students have so many different needs, whether they're um, special education or they are students who speak a different language or they're students that, you know, mm-hmm. struggle with, you know, poverty, things like that. They just don't look at the whole picture. They don't look at what students need, and they're just, okay, this is your mandate. This is what has to be done, and we don't want mm-hmm. to hear any excuses. And that's a right. really, it's a really tough thing because right. it's students, you know, we can't have this cookie-cutter model of education. Students right. have different needs, and we need to provide those different needs for them. Unfortunately, with public education, we're just not allowed to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're supposed to be, you know, I know we call you Special K, but I guess you're supposed to be Superwoman K, too, because you're supposed to be able to take care of all of it. You know, right. the, the, the the child who is, is trying to figure out how they're going to eat, and they're really not concerned right. about that biology project. They're just hungry. Right, right. Or, or, yeah, right. or their parents are going through a divorce or, right. or you know, my goodness, right. the, the, wide, the, the wide range of abilities within the one, right. within this setting, you know? And students, yes. you know, especially students that show up on our doorstep from another country that don't speak the yeah. language at all. Absolutely. But we're supposed to give them an education. They're responsible for, you know, taking a state test, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, yeah. it's a challenge. It's really it a really challenge. a challenge. Yes. What would you say? Speaking of challenge, that's just that's a good segue into my next question because, what would you say is your greatest challenge in the profession? That might be a hard question because there are so many. But yeah. what would you say is your greatest challenge? I would say. You know, in addition to the mandates and, you know, a lot of the politics that we've talked about, um, I'd say probably the biggest challenge is education not being valued in the home. You know, my students have a home life where education isn't valued. It's it's a struggle. And it could be education could not be valued because it's just not a priority. Like you said, students are struggling with poverty. Students are struggling with family difficulties. And like you said, that project that I need them to do is not, it's just not a top priority. They're trying to find food for the night or where they're going to stay that night. Um, and, and yeah. you know, that, that's definitely one of my greatest yeah. challenges. Also, there are some households where it's just not, you know, maybe parents didn't have a positive um, education experience growing up themselves. So mm-hmm. they don't stress the, the need for education for their children. Right. And it's, it's really, it's really tough. Because so I can only yeah, do so much. Exactly right. I used to say I used to say um, that if I could if I could close the doors and keep the keep them right there. There are times when mm-hmm. you're trying to explain a life lesson or just you know something mm-hmm. of value, and and you know you got them right where you want them, and they're like yeah they're seeing it, and the bell rings, and then they right. go back to their environment. And I, there have been times right. I said if we could just keep them right here in this one place. Right. Where, some of them right. you don't want to be locked up with, you know. But well, um, yeah, if I could, then everything would, you know, they would they would grab a hold of it. But right. you know, they live their own lives, they go back to their own families, and of course, right. many of them have wonderful families too. I don't want right. to suggest Absolutely. they don't. And I, I have a lot of support from parents, really, a lot of support. Yes. And there's, you know, but some unfortunately just struggle with so many other things. It's, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. It really is. So you know, we're called so, upon to have so many roles. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. I have to ask you then. You've done this for 20 years, and and you've always said to me, "I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere until God tells me to go somewhere." What keeps <laughs> yeah, you know? What keeps you going? 
you know, when people are leaving and, and many are complaining, and, and you know what, frankly, we've all met teachers who are just not happy, and, and it shows, yeah. um, as well as teachers who are happy, and that shows as well. What keeps you there, uh, Karen? Um, you know, I think a big part of it is my faith. You know, I do believe that this is what the Lord has called me to do, and, and I won't go anywhere else until he tells me to do something else. Last mm-hmm. year, I really struggled. I really, I had a very, very difficult year. I I did think of leaving, um, mm-hmm. but, wow. you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of support. My husband is also a teacher, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the philosophy is, you know, things change. Every year is different. Yeah. Every year is a new beginning, and, you know, I just kind of dealt with last year one day at a time and did the best I could, and then this year came, and I really have a great group of kids this year. I enjoy them, mm. and that's that's kind of what keeps me going, that you're going to have down times, but then yeah. you're going to have, you know, really, really positive times and really, really positive years, and you just know that there's a beginning and there's an end. Mm-hmm. And if there's, you know, if in-between isn't great, you just look forward to the next beginning. And, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I really... I like what I do, and it's an interesting job, and I am never bored, and I never watch the clock because it's always going too fast for me. <laughs> That's the truth, right? That's the truth. And, and I just, man, I have to tell you, through, through the years, just um, just seeing you being in the hallways with you, and, and you know, we would keep each other going. And, and there are times yeah. when we, you know, come yeah. up with a rap in the middle of the hallway or, you know, on, on Friday, Indeed. for example. Friday, you say to me, you say, okay, what is it we have to say? Listen, we tell the kids, you ain't got to go home. Well, what? <laughs> you got to get up out of here. You got to get up out of here, you know, and we just keep uh, ourselves going. So I have uh, one one final question for you sure. because I have had people come to me. I, I've been blessed through the years to have great relationships with students and um, uh, in addition to challenges, obviously, but I have had students who graduated and, you know, they're adults now and they've come back and they've talked and they've asked me. Or people, have, you know, just random people have right, said, right. I'm thinking about going into teaching. Um, would you recommend this profession? And I'm not even going to tell you how I have answered that question in the last okay. couple of years. But I'm going to ask you, when someone comes to you, if someone comes to you the, with education as it is now, with all the things we talked about, the ups and the downs, when yeah. someone says to you, hey, Miss Karen, Special K, would you recommend this profession? What do you say? I would ask them why they would want to go into education. And if they mm-hmm. tell me it's because they have summers off, I would say, mm, you might want to pick something different. <laughs> um, but, you know, if they're going into it for the right reasons, if they really uh, believe in kids and they have a lot of patience and they want to share what they have learned and they've been inspired by other teachers, it really is, it, it can be a great job. It really can be a great job. And I would. And I think that sooner or later things are going to turn around. I predict that um, sooner or later, especially in the state of New York and, and maybe even in the country, we are going to have some shortages. We, I think we're starting to see some shortages, so the, the profession will open up a little bit. I know kids coming out of college today are struggling a little bit maybe to find jobs, but I think the market's going to open up again as yes. it has in the past. Um, you know, you can, you can earn a decent living. Yes. You know, eventually. Right. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> right. It does, it does right. take a few years to get there. Um, yes, but, I, you know, I would tell – I would, I would definitely recommend it. Um, right. You know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah. It is rewarding. And, I, and I, I love what you said. You know what? You would answer their question with a question, and that is why yeah. why are you doing this? And so, and I'm a true, I'm a believer that if you feel called, and you use that term, you, you said that you feel the Lord called you, I'm thinking you need to feel called. 
because yes. you're gonna have yes. those years when you don't hear nobody calling you, but no, I, I, you know, but nope. I don't know the bed at the end of the day because you're so worn out. So, but um, you know, thank you. I just want to thank you for for what you do. As I'm listening to you, it's like sparking that. I, you know, I'm hearing that the stories and the, you know, the struggles, but also the passion. And I remember those days, and I'm thinking, you know, I do have two Missouri certifications. And somebody told me recently, they're like, we're going to have some jobs opening it up. And I'm like, hmm, Lord. And then I come back to my senses and go, okay, Lord, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll pass. But Never um, say never. Never say never, but, but you never know that, that teacher, that teacher is, is, is in me. So wherever I am, whether I'm in the classroom or doing something else, it's just something that's in you, and, and those kids, they just they just attach themselves to you, Karen, even the difficult ones, maybe even more so the difficult ones, you know? Yeah, we've had some over the years, haven't we? <laughs> we sure have. We sure have. So, you know, I just want to say thank you on this Teacher Appreciation Week and really every day. Thank you for what you do, for being in the trenches, for giving your heart to these kids. Like I said, I didn't just ask some random person to be on the right voice today. I, I asked you because I have seen you in action. I've seen you relate to kids. I know they love you and I know that you work hard and you're committed to it. And so I just wanted to have you on and I wanted you to share your heart with us. Thank you very, very much for joining me on the right voice, my friend. I miss you and it's so good to hear your voice. I miss you terribly and thank you for, you know, all the years of service. You were an inspiration to me as a teacher and I just, you know, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I've got a lot of great colleagues still with me, but I definitely miss you as a as a colleague. Thank you. Thank you for having thank me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I also want to acknowledge the fact that not only you're a teacher, but you're a mother, and Mother's Day is on Sunday. So happy yes. Mother's Day to you also. Thank you. Thank you very All much. All right. All right. We'll talk again. You take thank care. You for being All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. You also, Ms. Rowan. Bye. Right. Well, that was Special K, a very, a very special uh, friend of mine, a teacher, a very good teacher, and uh, I'm just very grateful that she was able to give us some of her, her time on the right voice in appreciation of Teacher Appreciation Week. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and transition into Mother's Day. And so if you, uh, I have my guests with us. We have a, a mom and a daughter who are going to join us, and then I have a young man who's going to join us as well, And uh, but I want to take a quick break. And then we'll be right back to transition into into Mother's Day. Thank you again, Karen, for joining me on The Right Voice.
And that is Natalie Grant in Human. And that's what we're talking about today. A little love, a little kindness. It'll, it'll be what makes the difference. And, and, uh, and that's what we were talking about with, with uh, Karen, talking about being a teacher. And that's what we're going to talk about as well as we talk to this mom and daughter team I have coming on. The number here is 646. 646- Two zero zero three seven one five. Feel free to call in six four six two zero zero three seven one five. And before I get to to my my guest to talk about a Mother's Day and honor mothers, I just want to just throw in a, a little bit of politics here. We obviously know that the that the big Indiana primary was today, and Donald Trump was uh, declared the winner some time ago already. I, this really does, I think, change the face of this uh, this race. Ted Cruz had been expected before to to win. He was leading in the polling, uh, and then I don't know about a week or so ago, things just kind of shifted, and it's just Trump. It's just Trump all the way. And so um, the only uh, I'm looking at Fox right now, and it says Ted Cruz to drop. Reports are that Ted Cruz will drop out of GOP primary race. I don't know if that's accurate or not. He said he was staying in for the convention. But that's what I'm looking at, but it's muted, so I can't hear it, because I am with you, because we're going to put politics aside right now, and uh, we can check that out later and figure out what is going on there politically. But I did want to drop that for you. Let's jump in here, because I have my friends, uh, I have Jenny Ferguson, and I have her daughter, Bailey Strong, and they are going to talk to us about mothers, mothers and daughters, and the wonderful relationship of mothers and daughters. So, Bailey and Miss Jenny, welcome to the Right Voice Radio Show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, I am so glad to have you on. I'm so glad to do the show, and I'm going to dive right in, and we're going to continue with this, this tribute. We gave tribute to teachers and now we're going to talk about mothers because Sunday is Mother's Day. And what I wanted was I wanted a mom and daughter or a mom and a son or however. I wanted a, a mom and a child, though I feel odd saying child, Bailey, because you're grown and you have a child of your own. <laughs> but you'll always be a mom and child. Miss Jenny, she'll always, always be your child, right? Always. That's right. That's right. But um, So I'm going to pull Bailey right in here. Bailey, um. What kind of relationship, how would you describe the relationship that you have with your mom? Um, It's awesome. We, It's been pretty much me and her 
for mm-hmm. the whole time I was growing up. So, of course, we turned into best friends as I got older. And I say that we were best friends, but I always knew that she was my parent first and then my best friend. So we had a really good relationship. I knew that when I was in trouble or I had stuff come up that I didn't understand, I could always go to her and she'd give me her parental advice and her best friend advice. So that was always great to have. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, we were always really close. Yes, yeah. And I was going to ask that. I was going to ask if you were always close. Because you know what, Bailey and, and, and Miss Jenny, even at times when when I've heard people talk about a close relationship that they've had, mom and, mom and daughter or mom and son or whatever, generally they'll also say that there was a period in their life when maybe things were not so close. Did you go through that at all with your mom or was it always just smooth sailing? No, I mean, I, I thought we were always really close. We never really, you know, had those typical teenage years where I hated my mom and I didn't like her. I mean, we always, I thought, I don't know what, what mom thought at the time, but, you know, I always thought that we were really close and had a great relationship. No, I agree totally. I think there were times just like in any other parental-child relationship that we had a disagreement. But we mm-hmm. never let that go any farther than a disagreement on what mm-hmm. was going on, the yeah. issue. We never mm-hmm. let it affect our overall relationship. We knew we still loved each other, and we knew that we were always there for each other and had each other's back regardless of the mm-hmm. little issues that might come along. And mm-hmm. that's still true today. We still have our disagreements, but, I mean, it's just that. It doesn't go right. any further than that. So, And that's that's a beautiful thing, but... I mean, Billy, when you were growing up around friends and relatives and stuff, I mean, did they all seem to have that same kind of close relationship with their parents, or do you find it something rare? Oh, no. I mean, I remember going over to a friend's house, and they wouldn't even talk to their mom all day. They'd just be up Mm. in their room, and we were never like that. I thought it was strange to go to my friend's house, and they weren't anywhere near their mom when I had friends over. We were always hanging out with my mom, you know. Like, I wanted her to be included, and I wanted her to be around. I mean, mm-hmm. and some of my friends just didn't understand that. So I would right. say it was rare. Yeah, and, you know, you must have been one of those ones that wanted that actually wanted your parent to go on the field trip. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she did. I went on everything. Is that right? Oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah. Because I used to always be like, what's, I mean, excuse my bad English, be like, you know, <laughs> I lapsed, I lapsed into uh, Ebonics here. But I used to think, why do these people want their moms on this trip? <laughs> so, I mean, I was such a cool mom, Adrian. <laughs> of course. She was known as the cool mom <laughs> around that's, all my friends. <laughs> that's good. Well, you know what, uh, Bailey, what I'm going to do is, and I, and I hope this isn't awkward because, but I think these moments are so very, very important. And I just want to, you've already just been given honor to your mom, but if you had, you know, I don't know, 30 seconds or so to just, just share your heart, you know, and, and talk specifically to your mom uh, to pay honor to her, wh- what would you say? Because I am giving you the floor and you do have about 30 seconds and so, or, or more to just kind of pay tribute to her. So I'm going to give you the floor and there's your mom. It's like the two of you just on the phone together. What do you what do you say to her on this Mother's Day? Uh, I would just say thank you. And now that I'm a mom, I realize, mm-hmm. you know, where she was coming from, all those times that I didn't understand, it went full circle around and it's back to me now. And I, 
I thank her for always being there and through the tough times, you know, mm. all those yeah. tough times that we would go through, those brought us together. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm thankful for all those tough times because I wouldn't have that relationship with you now. And I thank you for all the balance you found being a single mom and working and providing for me and the balance between, you know, being my best friend and my parent because you can't be both of those, you know, Generally, you can't be just a best friend. You have to be a parent, too, and you found that perfect balance. And I just mm. thank you for everything you did. Well, you're and welcome, let, sweetheart. Yes, I was going to say, I want to let you respond to that. Wow. Well, God blessed me, Adrian, with two very good girls. And I think that, you know, yes, they were blessed with a good mother, but I was blessed with good daughters as well. And they really made my job easy. I enjoyed being with them. I enjoyed being a parent. But I also had one of the best mothers ever as well. So mm-hmm. I, it was modeled to me, and hopefully I've been able to model that to my girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you said is so important. It's like that. It's a legacy, really. You know? It is. Yeah, it's instilled into you, and then you pass it on. And now your daughter, Bailey, has her own daughter. And Wow. What is it like to see your child with a child? Oh, my goodness. There's no other feeling like it. I mean, to know that she was in labor and I couldn't be in there to help her. There was nothing I could do to take the pain away from her at that time. That was the most humbling experience ever. But Mm. then on the other side, I look at that as I got to see my daughter, who is such a blessing to me, She's getting to reap the same rewards that I did when I had mm-hmm. her. She gets to have the love of her little girl, and and she will be able to develop that friendship with her little girl. And I thank mm-hmm. God for blessing us with that because it is a blessing. Things have not always been perfect, but they have always been good, and I'm mm-hmm. very appreciative of that. That's uh, beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And, Bailey, how how has your relationship with your with your mom changed since since you become a mom? I know. I mean, I know you said that you know you understand things a little bit differently, but uh, and I, maybe I'm putting you on the spot. But is there anything in particular that maybe you have a better understanding of now that you get to hold your little Nora in your hands? Um, I think maybe I just understand. Well, first of all. She was a single mom, and I don't know how she did it because I have a husband who helps me a lot around the house with Nora, and I have Mm -hmm. no idea how she did it by herself because I can hardly keep it together most days, and I Mm -hmm. have help. So I don't know how she did it, and I understand how much work she really did because she also worked her job, Mm -hmm. and then she came home and took care of me and the Mm -hmm. house and everything, and I just understand how much she worked for me and how much mm-hmm. she put into raising me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just have to say, and I've, I've said to Miss Jenny before, I'm like, you guys are always so close. And, and Bailey's not your, your only daughter either. No. I mean, you, right. And so tell yeah. us a little bit about your, your other daughter and, and uh, how old is she? She's 13. Avery is 13. And she and I have pretty much the same relationship that Bailey and I do. And all three of us together are very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a strange dynamic that we have. 
Right. We all enjoy being with each other. Yeah, yeah, that is, that, and that can be very strange in this day and age, but it's a model and it's an example that so many people need to see, and uh, and so I'm glad that you're modeling that, and it's just it's just amazing when I'm I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about you having your mom as an example, and then you're being an example to to your daughters, and then your daughter has a daughter, and then you know Avery's a wonderful young lady, and and you know it's just a beautiful beautiful thing, and so I wanted to have you two on. I thank you for coming on, is I wanted to. I know that you're an example of, of mo- both of you, an example of motherhood, but also a wonderful mother-adult-child relationship. And uh, God bless you. I hope you guys have some wonderful Mother's Day plans for Sunday. And, uh, yeah, we do. We're making you them. Do. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, have a wonderful time, and uh, God bless you, and keep on keeping on. Thank you, Bailey, and thank you, Miss Jenny, so much for being on the right Thank you, Adrian. Thank All you, right. All right, take care. Well, that was another positive, positive segment on the on the right voice. I really, really enjoyed talking to to Bailey and Mrs. Jenny. We need to hear these kinds of stories. My heart just is like yes, just listening to um, to Bailey pay tribute to her mom the way that she did, and then and hearing her mom pay tribute to her mom and then talking about the the young ones. I mean, it's just, it is a legacy. It's a legacy, a legacy, a legacy. And it's so important. And, you know, when I think about what I was talking to, um, to Karen about the teacher who was on at the beginning, I think about that. And we talk about some of the struggles that some kids have. Not every, not every child has that. Not every child has, you know, um, that relationship with a, with a parent. And, and they're not going through moments of difficulty. I mean, it's been a lifetime of difficulty. And so um, it's always a beautiful thing when we get these these models. And uh, and I want that for every every young person to have. And then on into their adulthood. So uh, thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Ms. Jenny. The number here is 646-200-3715. And we are appreciating mothers and teachers today. Appreciating mothers and teachers. This is Teacher Appreciation Week, and Mother's Day is coming up. But you know what? It's Teacher Appreciation Day every day, Teacher Appreciation Week every week, and Mother's Day should be every day as well. Thank you for all that you all that you do. All right, let's move on. Let's transition. Oh, I just turned really quickly and looked at the television, and Ted Cruz has announced that he is dropping out of the GOP primary race. And uh, I don't know, there's a certain sadness that hangs over here in that because, I don't know, I, I don't want to get into that. Let me just stick with the positive here. But um, let's continue on. I have my next guest who is not a, a stranger to the right voice. His name is Devin Tyler Stevens. And we are going to continue with our tribute to moms and even grandmas in this segment. Devin, thank you so much for joining me on the right voice. Thank you, Adrian. It's great to be back. Yes, and um, you don't have your mom on the air with you. She wasn't able to be here with you, but um, but you can pay tribute to her nonetheless. And I and I know that um, that you want to do that. So why don't we start with you just just telling us a little bit about your mom? Uh, you know, my mom is one incredible person, and uh, she's mm-hmm. actually one of my best friends, which is something that. Uh, I think makes our relationship even more special. Uh, my mother was a single mother, uh, raised two kids um, on her own with the help of some very involved grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's worked hard uh, every step of the way, uh, many, many hours doing grueling, grueling work. Um, and, and she's never, 
She never once complained about having to be a single mother, or, uh, having to raise two kids on her own, uh, and she's done an incredible job. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine having to do it, um, but I mm-hmm. also wouldn't have had it any other way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. When, when you, I was just listening to, to Bailey talk about her mom and how she, you know, saw her mom. You know, she had to do hard stuff. It wasn't always easy, but her mother was there for her. And and uh, and, I, and you know, I just have to say this. This may have absolutely nothing to do with what you just said. But man, when I see your mom and I see you, you sure do look like your mom. You know? <laughs> yes, you do. You know, and, we and, go we go out in public. My, as you've seen on Facebook, my mom looks very young for her age. Yes, she does. And yes, she we does. are often mistaken as brother and sister. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. Now, were you always close? Yes. Yes. Really? Okay. So was she she was able to strike the balance between the discipline and the the friendship, I imagine. Yeah, you know, with with, with us, uh, there were times when for me and my sister and mom that if if we didn't have each other, we didn't have very much at all. Um, mm-hmm. So we've we've always had to to stick it through together, and uh, we've just had a, a wonderful relationship. She's one of the few people in my life that I can tell um, anything uh, that's going on, uh, no matter you know how personal or private it may be. Some of those conversations that people don't often like to have with their parents. Uh, I I'm grateful that I have a mother that I can go to um, with things that some people might not feel comfortable going to their parents about. Right. Now, I'll ask you what I asked my last uh, guest. Do, do you find that that relationship, was that relationship growing up rare, just thinking about or looking at your friends and how they related to their parents or your relatives and how they related to their parents, was it something rare? Did you think of it as something rare or was it just the way it was and it was like, oh, it's like that for everyone? What was your mindset about you that? Know, what did you notice? You know, I've always um, known that the relationship that uh, my mother and I have is very unique. Um, I looked at, you know, friends that I went to school with through, you know, middle school and high school who would complain about their parents or uh, complain about how annoying their parents were. And I just never, I never had that, that mindset. I always enjoy spending time with my mother uh, mm-hmm. and, and the, the opportunities that we share. And, and maybe that just comes from my very real understanding on, how short life can be. Um, Mm -hmm. We've lost, uh, a few years ago, my mother lost her best friend since kindergarten at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really really illustrated to our family uh, how short life can be. We don't take any time for granted. Uh, Mm -hmm. And my mom and I, we we don't argue like most, uh, most, you know, parents and kids do. We certainly have our disagreements, but we Mm -hmm. we don't let it define our relationship. Right. That's a beautiful thing. Now, um, I, I want I want to transition into, um, uh, you know, you, you, your family, you and your mom and your family really have gone through a difficult time recently. And um, if you're comfortable sharing that, because that will allow you also to pay tribute to someone else is very important to your life, in your life. Um, what, tell us a little bit about what, what's been going on the last uh, last few days, few weeks. Yeah, um, as I mentioned, my grandparents played a very um, prominent role in raising me. Uh, We lived with my grandparents on and off throughout my childhood. And uh, about six weeks, seven weeks ago now, uh, we were informed that my grandmother um, 
had a form of lung cancer that had spread to her liver, uh, and she was given six months to live. At that time, and in the days and weeks following, she swore up and down that the doctor said that she had six weeks to live. Uh, well, a week ago today, a day, uh, so a week ago today, um, we lost my grandmother. And the very um, fascinating part of that is the day after she passed away was six weeks to the day that wow. we received her diagnosis. So while the doctors mm. told us that my grandmother had six months to live and she swore up and down that um, she had six weeks, uh, she was right. Wow. And as an individual of faith, I take a great deal of comfort in that, knowing that uh, my grandmother, who I love dearly, who was also one of my best friends and someone I could talk to about anything, knew that her time was coming. Uh, and, the, and in the six weeks before her death, we were able to do uh, many, many things, different activities together that she wanted mm-hmm. to do with the time she had left. Mm. Yeah, and you're blessed to have had that, that opportunity to do that. What What's a lesson? I'm going to get back to your mom in a moment, but what what's a lesson, just one lesson that your grandmother imparted to you that you believe you'll carry with you forever? Uh, my grandparents, both my grandmother and my grandfather, were very hard workers. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather is in his mid seventies now, and he still he'll mow the whole neighborhood if he if, if given the opportunity. He has to be doing something. Uh, mm-hmm. My grandmother worked hard raising a family, and then uh, when her work raising a family was done, she went out and, and went to work. Um, so I think the ex- expectation um, that one will work hard. Um, as, as hard as they can in everything they do uh, is a great life lesson that my grandparents um, have instilled in me. Mm. Yeah, that is a very important life lesson. And as we, anybody who pays attention to you knows that you're not letting any grass grow under your feet. You're, you're busy doing, <laughs> right. you're working and you're engaged in politics and you're just engaged in culture. And so, you know, we, we, I think you, I think you got the lesson. I think job well done grandma. Cause I think the lesson has been <laughs> absolutely learned. Now let's go okay. back to yes, let's go back to your mom. As, as Mother's Day is on Sunday, if your mom were here listening, um, I'm going to give you uh, I don't know 30 seconds or so um, to pay tribute to her, to speak directly to her. But what would you say to honor and to pay tribute to your mom? Uh, well, you broke up a little bit there, but I think I got the gist of what you were asking. Uh, oh, if she I'm was sorry. listening, nope, you're fine. If she were listening, I would just um, say, as I do regularly, you know, I don't need a, a holiday um, to thank my mother. Uh, she knows how much she's appreciated. But when I look at an individual who um, gave birth to her first child at 18, went through a very difficult marriage um, that resulted uh, in her second child. Uh, and ultimately a divorce after that, and to see someone who who hasn't let it get in her way, who has continued to work hard, who has let their children know that they can do anything they set their mind to Mm -hmm. and set the expectation that you will work hard, you will be successful, um, and and also instilled in us the importance of family. She's just an incredible human being. I mean, at 21 years old, I work a nine-to-five job, job, and I'm exhausted. 
My mother mm. will work works third shift. There are nights that she'll go into work at 8 p.m. and not come home till 8 a.m. And she just keeps going. And I don't know yeah. how she does it, but it amazes me, and I'm grateful that she does it. Uh, it has afforded me some incredible opportunities in my life, despite the fact that I am the son of a single mother. You know, uh, oftentimes that limits opportunities for a child, um, mm. and that hasn't that hasn't been the case for me. Uh, so right. I'm very grateful, very grateful. Mm-hmm. And you should be, absolutely should be. Um, I, I know that. Yeah, I hope your mom gets to hear that because I know that she will very much appreciate what you said. Uh, what you said about her and the love that you two have. I, you guys are, are so in my in my prayers. I imagine this this Mother's Day will be, you know, a little different than it than it normally is. But you know, Devin, I I pray that you guys will focus, and I know you will because I, I just I can just tell that about you. But that you'll focus on on the on all the positives and all the love and all the memories as far as your grandma is concerned, and, and that you and your mom will just just have a wonderful wonderful Mother's Day, and. Uh, She's blessed. She's blessed to have you because you're, you know, you're pretty cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. Yes, you are. You're pretty, you're pretty cool there, and I, I appreciate you, and I, um, I'm sure you're going to treat your mom really well for Mother's Day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and this is definitely um, a, a rough weekend ahead for her, yeah. having just lost right. a, a, her, a mother last week, and now we're going mm-hmm. into a weekend in which we celebrate mothers. Uh, it's going to be difficult. We'll get through mm-hmm. Absolutely. I remember we buried my uh, my grandmother, my dad's mother, on Mother's Day. Uh, oh my so goodness. That's, yeah, right. That's that's kind of that's kind of crazy. So it's always I was only what seven, but it's still intertwined in my mind. But yeah, so so you are you are and your family will be in my prayer. So thank you so much, Devin, for sharing your story. I really really appreciate it. Oh, and thank you for having me once again. I I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. Take care. Right. Yes. All right, that was uh, Devin Tyler Stevens, and he is, uh, like I said, no stranger to to the right voice. And what a beautiful tribute to both his mother and his grandmother, whom he just just lost. And uh, and you know, it's just so cool to hear both set uh, both my original guests from um, my Mother's Day guest Bailey and uh, and Miss Jenny, and also Devin. Uh, just cool that they've had such great relationships with their with their parents. And I am actually, I'm going to put a friend of mine has been listening on, uh, uh, she's been listening via phone and she doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to just pull her in. I'm going to give her about one minute. My friend, Christy King, who joins us usually the last, the last, uh, Tuesday of the month when we do political potpourri, uh, you guys know Christy. She's no no stranger, but I have a few minutes left, and I'm going to throw Christy, I'm just going to throw her out there. And like I said, she's like, what in the world? I had no idea. Christy, are you with me? Oh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I'm throwing, I hope you're I hope you're not uh, offended that I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot because we know, uh, those of, you, of us who know you know um, what kind of, um, that you have a great relationship with your mom. So I'm going to give you about... I need it to be about, you know, a minute or less. And what would you say to your mom, Mrs. Earlene King, to pay tribute to her as we look forward to Mother's Day? Tell us a little bit, or tell her, really, what do you think of her? Well, I mean, she's she's a, a best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian, I wish you wouldn't have done this. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's okay. I like the spontaneity. Forgive me. You'll you'll they say it's easy to ask forgiveness than to ask for permission. But even yeah, like even well, last night, like you were with your family last night. Yeah. And, yeah. What was up with that last night? Friend and my and it's just like what Bailey said. She's my best friend and my mom, but I, I know that she's my mom first. Yeah. And I know that, like, growing up, I always respected her as a mom, you yeah. know, and didn't take advantage of the fact that we were friends, you know. Yeah. And um, and we we always got along. I, mean, I think we maybe had, like, a couple little spats whenever I was a teenager, but that was because I was a teenager. Exactly. And, uh, but... You know, other than that, we we've always gotten along. We've always been close, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And and, and if I'm Devin, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm listening to Devin. Yeah. When you're dealing with with aging parents and and grandparents and things like that, you take everything, mm-hmm. and you 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 cherish every moment. Yeah. Because you never know. You never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. when if you lose them or whatever. And I don't mean to, like, sound all negative or anything, but that's just reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just yesterday, she um, surprised me by coming to my house and she cleaned my house for me. She knew mm-hmm. I'd been having a rough few weeks at, at with, with life, and um, she knew I was going to have a busy week this week. And, um, and she came and she cleaned my house. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just I just really appreciate her and everything she does for me, and she loves me unconditionally. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, jumping in because I get to see you too firsthand. Um, you're, I will have to say, as Bailey said about her mom, and as Devin said about his mom, I will say about you and your mom, it's a rare, rare thing. Just judging from the guests that we have today, you would think that it's not rare at all because all the guests and even you jumping in here because I. Well, because I threw you in here, <laughs> forgive me. But listening to all of you, it's like it seems like everybody has that kind of relationship, but they don't. It's rare and it's a blessing and uh, a sight to behold. So thank you for allowing me to just put you in here on in the show. And uh, what you had to say is, is valuable. Just my mom came over and she just cleaned my house. I mean, how many moms do that? I mean, that's just amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And so um, thank you and. Uh, and I know you'll be doing special stuff for your for your, for your mom and your parents for for Mother's yeah. Day as well. Everybody, All right. Everybody will be coming. Everybody will be coming to my house for yes. Mother's Day. And you'll be taking good care of them all. Yeah. I appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being my impromptu guest on the Right Voice, Christy. Yeah. Appreciate you. You're, you're, just, you're very welcome. <laughs> well, we are. We have kind of lapsed in overtime. We are at eight o'clock. Central on the dot here, or not not on the dot, eight o'clock plus some change on the uh, Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time, and so we have reached our end. But um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this broadcast where we are have been appreciating teachers. My my friend Karen Special K with us talking about teachers and appreciating teachers, and then also Bailey and Jenny. Bailey uh, Strong and, and Jenny Ferguson uh, and then Devin Tyler Stevens all pay tribute to those special people in their lives, those moms, those grandmas, and Christy being my impromptu guest, paying tribute to her mom, Miss Erling King. Thank you all for listening to The Right Voice, and I hope you catch us next time. God bless you, and we will go out with a little 
Mandisa. All right. Thank you for joining me on The Right Voice. I'm your host, Adrian Ross. I forgot my name, okay? I am your host, Adrian Ross, and I'm out. Better. And you're asking, why is it always raining on you when all you want is to